Welcome back to the uh, hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast, Everything NHL. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? So so for this week, um, we're going to go over Thursday's games, some of Friday's games as well. Um, we'll talk about some pickups for the fan- fantasy playoffs. Um talk about some news around the league and then we'll uh, get into some previews all right sounds good let's hop into it all right so let's start with um thursday's game starting with uh chicago versus carolina um very surprising upset chicago was able to take this game in overtime by one goal um for carolina martin Nietzsche was able to start the game off with a goal and carolina had a lead and in the third period, uh, Riley Stillman had a goal for Chicago. And then Debrinket had another goal for Chicago. So uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, um, Chicago was leading for two periods. And then in the third period, near the end, Chicago tied it. And then in overtime, Alex Debrinket won it for them. Um, it really doesn't affect Carolina in any way. They've um, either won or lost in overtime in their last uh, 13 consecutive games. So they haven't had a regulation loss in 13 straight games. So Carolina is still playing really well. Um, Chicago at this point can't make the playoffs, but uh, it was just a good effort from their team overall. Yeah, I mean, like, even if you're not necessarily going to be in the playoffs, like, why end your season on a loss? Yeah, I feel like that Chicago is just sort of, I mean, guys like Riley Stillman, I mean, these are guys they're looking to for their future. So, you know, might as well let them get some ice time and see them get on the board. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can uh, move on to our next game we have here. Um, the Boston Bruins versus the New York Rangers. Um, it was basically a shutout. Um, Patrice Bergeron and Charlie McAvoy for Boston in the first period. Uh, Jake DeBronsk for Boston in the second period and Brandon Carlo for Boston in the third period. No goals by the Rangers. And uh, what do you think about these two teams? Yeah, I mean, we talked about Boston's favorable schedule in last week's episode, and we talked about picking up Jeremy Swayman for goaltending. And if you picked him up and you're in the fantasy finals, you got a shutout. I know in one of my leagues I did that, and I got a shutout. So, um, yeah, we, we give you guys pickups, and if you listen to us and pick them up, you're going to get rewarded. Yeah, and I guess there's going to be uh, more teams with, I guess, more favorable schedules like this as well. Yeah, I mean, like the Rangers for them, they're pretty much out of it now. So they didn't really um, come into this game like prepared to win or anything like that. They had that scrum game with Washington that we will talk about uh, earlier in the week. So I guess their head really wasn't into this game and Boston just sort of took advantage of them. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a disappointing end to the season for the Rangers. They did really well, I guess, early season and mid-season, but... I guess the final stretch has just been really rough for them. Yeah, I mean, early season, I know that they had, like, injuries. They had COVID and those kind of things. So, I mean, they were, like, sort of 500 through, like, the first month or month and a half. They didn't start off the best. But, yeah, midseason, they were on fire. They just really caught up to, like, the the top-level teams in the East Division. But then, yeah, it's fallen off as of late. 
Yeah. I think like maybe next season Rangers will still be like kind of a team that's, they can still hang uh, with the top teams in the league, but I guess they're just kind of, I'm not even sure it's that they're missing pieces. It's um, maybe they just kind of have a, had a rough year. Yeah. And I mean, the team's pretty young too. We can't really judge them. We can just hope that they sort of grow and learn from this past season and then they just sort of move forward next year. Yeah, for sure. And moving on to our next game, we have another upset. Um, the New Jersey Devils were able to beat the New York Islanders by one goal. Um, Pavel Zatcha started the game off with a goal for New Jersey. And in the second period, Michael uh, McLeod had another goal for New Jersey. And New York only had uh, one goal the entire game in the second period by Anthony Beauvillier. There were no goals in the third period. And what do you think of New Jersey's performance? Yeah, I mean, they're, this team's playing really inspired. I think they're, what, in their last seven, five, one and one. So, I mean, this team has just been on fire. Um, they traded away a lot of their veterans at the trade deadline. They're a young team just trying to prove their worth in the East, and they're doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, I think hopefully next season, and I guess maybe even the final games of this season, we can kind of um, see how this team comes together. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think they're definitely moving in the right direction. And then as for the Islanders, uh, they've had a lot of trouble scoring goals in recent games. So they're definitely going to need to turn that around before the playoffs. Yeah, I guess like one of the worst things that can happen is that you make the playoffs, but you had like a slump going into making the playoffs and then your head's not in the right space. Yeah, they always say um, go into the playoffs on sort of a hot streak. So that's definitely something you want to be doing. Uh, I know not all teams uh, that'll be beneficial, but for most teams, if they're pretty hot going into the playoffs, they have a chance of sustaining that success. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to our next game, we have a blowout. This is kind of a crazy score. Uh, Buff. The good news for Buffalo is they had four goals. The bad news is the Penguins had eight. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of insane. So in the first period, uh, Drake Kajula had uh, one goal for Buffalo. Jeff Carter had one goal for, well, actually two goals for Pittsburgh. And in the second period, Tage Thompson had a goal for Buffalo and Drake Kajula had another goal for Buffalo. Jeff Carter had another goal for Pittsburgh, and Brian Dumoulin and Jeremy McCann both had goals for <laughs> Pittsburgh. Um, and then in the third period, Jeff Carter had Four another goals. goal wow. for Pittsburgh. <laughs> so I don't know what you would call that, but uh, and then well, Sydney mean, Crosby had and one, a goal. So. Basically, yeah. yeah. And Kasperi Kapanen had another goal. Jeff Skinner had a goal for Buffalo. So I guess Jeff Carter had a really big hat trick. Hat trick plus one. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's just been playing the best out of all the East teams. They have a chance to finish first in the division, lock up the first seed in the playoffs so yeah they've been playing really solid and i guess for buffalo they just pretty much want this season to end yeah i think they've had uh arguably the roughest season out of all the teams like nothing's just 
basically nothing's been going right for them and they're just trying to kind of uh, figure their way out through this. Yeah, I mean, their star player, Jack Eichel, has been injured for almost the whole season. They had an 18-game losing streak. I mean, you just add one thing after another. Uh, Their top two goalies aren't even healthy right now. They're riding, like, minor league goaltenders at this point. So giving up eight goals is, I mean, it's just pretty much the cherry on top of a a horrible season at this point. Yeah, but, I mean, on the bright side, at least they scored four goals. Now they just have to not get eight goals scored on you yeah for sure i think they'll be a better team next year i think they've hit their low um for the for for this season i think they should rebound a little bit next year yeah i mean hopefully the players um obviously they don't enjoy losing like this nobody really does and i don't think and nobody hates this more than the players so they're probably gonna go into next season with um a lot of fire oh yeah for sure i definitely think so and I guess moving on to our next game, um, I know you're going to be happy about this. The Maple Leafs beat the Canadians by three goals. Um, Maple Leafs had five, Canadians had two. Um, let's see, Alex uh, Galchenyuk had a goal for Toronto. Tavares had a goal for Toronto. Pierre Engel had a goal for Toronto. And Mitch Marner had a goal for Toronto, all in the first period. It's really weird to look at, but that happened. And in the second period, Cole uh, Cowfield had a goal for Montreal. In the third period, Arturi Lekkonen had a goal for Montreal, and Austin Matthews had a goal for Toronto. And what do you think about this team's performance? Yeah, I mean, they just played so well. First period, like you said, four goals. It's it, Not a lot of teams can score four goals in one period. And then looking at Austin Matthews getting his 40th of the season. I mean, he hasn't even played um, 50 games yet. He's only played 49 this season. He has 40 goals. So, I mean, in a, in a regular 82 game season, oh yeah, he'd have over 60 goals in my mind at this pace. I guess that's, those are some uh, really good numbers to think about. It's basically like a goal every game. Yeah, this is like Alex Ovechkin, Wayne Gretzky, Brett Hall level numbers, uh, if you can think back to some of their prime seasons. So um, definitely Matthews is playing at the top of his game right now. For sure. And I guess um, Toronto's basically, they've been, uh, everything's been going right so far for them. So hopefully they can enter the playoffs on a hot streak. Yeah, I mean, they've beaten every team in their division at least five times, which is insane to think about. Um, I mean, you play each team only about nine or 10 times and you've beaten all of them at least five times, which means you have a winning record against every single team in your division. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think uh, Toronto's they've done their, um, I don't know if it's like a rebuild, but like basically they've, they've handled their organization really well this past few years. Yeah, I'd say over the span of maybe five or six years they really built up the team and i think they're ready to start going for a long playoff run starting this year and we'll definitely see if they can make it happen for sure and i guess for montreal they're still kind of fighting their way into the playoffs do you think they can make it oh they'll make the playoffs they should um, be clinching i believe that they just need one more win to clinch their playoff spot and um they'll eliminate vancouver obviously but um yeah they just need carry price to come back before the playoffs 
for sure. And I guess uh, speaking of the Vancouver Canucks, they had a pretty surprising upset victory against the Edmonton Oilers. So that always helps your case to try to fight your way into the playoffs. Um, I think the Vancouver had six goals. Edmonton had three. Um, Vancouver also had four goals in the first period. Um, Niels Hoglander, Jack Rathbone, Travis Hamonich, Jace uh, Hariluk all had uh, goals for Vancouver. And for Edmonton, Leon Dreisaitl and Jesse Pugliarvi had two goals for Edmonton. In the third period, Tyler uh, Gravach had another goal or had a goal for Vancouver. So that's five goals. And in the third period, uh, Dreisaitl had another goal for Edmonton and Brock uh, Boser had a goal for Vancouver. So uh, why do you think about this surprising upset? I mean, when you score on your first four shots in the game, you pretty much put away the other team at that point. I mean, Edmonton is one of those teams that definitely could mount a comeback, but it just didn't happen. Um, yeah, Vancouver put the game away early, and yeah, um, it was a good upset uh, for them. I I don't know whether they'll be able to make the playoffs. Montreal really just needs one more win to sort of seal it. Um, if Vancouver wins, like most of the remaining games, they could still get in, but it's just going to be too hard at this point. Yeah, I guess they basically have to play perfect hockey and then they still have to hope that Montreal plays bad. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, not an ideal situation for them, but definitely they can look at this season as just sort of the building blocks for the future. I know they had a lot of injuries. They had a lot of COVID situations, not the perfect season for the, for them. And yeah, uh, they'll definitely bounce back next year in my eyes. Yeah, well, I mean, if this game is any um, indication of their um, performance, like maybe next season they might be uh, beating a lot of teams. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, they have the building blocks in place, like I said. So, yeah, just sort of getting their team healthy. I know Elias Pettersson was – uh, I don't know whether he was their leading scorer, but I believe he was their leading goal scorer last year. So, I mean, missing out on all those goals or potential wins, right? So you definitely want him back in the lineup for next season. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to some of um, Friday's games. I guess we can start with the Dallas Stars. Um, very dominant performance against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, they were able to get five goals against Tampa's two. Uh, in the first period, Jamie Alexiak had a goal for Dallas. In the second period, Joe Pavelski had a goal for had two goals for Dallas and uh, Rube Heinz had a goal for Dallas. So they had four goals by the second period and Blake Coleman uh, got a goal for Tampa Bay. So they got a goal on the board and in the third period, uh, Joel Caveranta had a goal for Dallas and Alex uh, Baraboulet had a goal for Tampa Bay. And uh, this is, uh, again, a really dominant performance by Dallas. So what do you think? I mean, they're desperately trying to make the playoffs still. Um, with this win, they are still two points behind Nashville. Both teams have two games left in the season. Dallas is really going to need some help. I know Nashville has two straight games against Carolina. So if they do lo lose those two, then Dallas, if they win there too, they can get in. So this is a really tight situation as these two teams are sort of fighting for that final playoff spot. 
Yeah. I think Nashville, they're fighting a pretty, they're facing a pretty strong team, I think is Florida, if I'm not mistaken. So Dallas might have a chance. Yeah, I think Dallas might be facing, let me see who Dallas is facing. They're facing Chicago. Actually, they're, they're facing, um, yeah, Chicago twice. Uh, so definitely that's something that they're going to have to uh, deal with. And then, um, yeah, Nashville's facing Carolina twice. So that's going to be tough. So we'll definitely have to see uh, either Carolina or Florida they're facing, I believe. But I believe that Nashville's facing Carolina. Yeah, it's Carolina. So, okay, yeah, yeah um, it, it's just going to be um, really tough, I guess, for both teams in a sense, because like, um, yeah, just looking at um, Dallas, you know, they they I mean, you're facing uh, Chicago, but you still got to get the wins. Right. It's not going to be an e- it's not going to be an easy time for them. You know. Yeah, I mean, for Chicago, this is like basically spoiler time. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they they played spoiler against Carolina in one game. They'll definitely have to do it against Dallas. Yeah, for sure. And I guess for um, Tampa Bay, this is, I guess, not necessarily an, an ideal win, but they do have a pretty good situation going into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. All right. And I guess uh, moving on to our next game, uh, we have the Philadelphia Flyers against uh, Washington. Um, a very good game by Philadelphia. Um, Joel Farabee had a goal in the first period for Philadelphia, and Daniel Sprong had a goal for Washington in the first period. In the second period, Wade Allison had two goals for Philadelphia, and TJ Oshie had a goal for Washington. And in the third period, Sean Couturier had a goal for Philadelphia. And um, what do you think about this game? Um, Like I said, the two teams that came from the fallout of that crazy game with a lot of fighting, they both lost their next games. The Rangers falling to Boston, as we talked about, and then Washington falling here to Philadelphia. They probably just worn out from that game. I think Washington should bounce back in their next game. I can't really see them going into a slump at this time of year, especially heading into the playoffs. So I guess this is just sort of a one-off. Yeah, I guess hopefully it's just kind of like a a one-off like you said it's just been i mean it was like a kind of a crazy game against the rangers so they kind of just have to uh, get their head back into um, playing some hockey and hopefully they get things under control before it runs away from them yeah for sure i can agree with that and i guess for philly it's a little bit too late but there is still next season Oh, yeah, Philly just needs to sort of bounce back. They're usually good at doing that after a bad season. They can usually bounce back the next year. So, I mean, if they can just get things together, I could see them as a playoff team next year. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on to our next game, we have another upset. Detroit had a dominant game against Columbus. Um, I guess five goals to the Blue Jackets, too. And uh, Gavin Bayreather... Uh, started off with a goal for Columbus in the first period. And in the second period, uh, Nathan Gerb had a, another goal, well, I guess a goal for Columbus. So they had two goals. And uh, for the Red Wings, they ended up having three goals in the second period by Joe Valeno, Danny DeKaiser, and 
Jakob Vrana. And in the third period, Vladislav Nemetsnikov had two goals for Detroit. So uh, they were able to, I guess, this is more than just a comeback. They basically, yeah, to a dominant performance by Detroit. And what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, Jakob Verana, since coming over from the trade, he's just been a star for the Red Wings. Uh, this team looks more motivated. They definitely won't be in the basement of their division next season. I can guarantee that. This team's on their way up. Then as for Columbus, yeah, this is just another loss in their very poor season this year. I guess um, Columbus, they've kind of stagnated a little bit, but Detroit's um, looking like they're going to be on their way up soon. Yeah, I think Columbus might need to move into some sort of a rebuild as they've continued to fall. I know the the pinnacle of their success was that upset of that um, pretty much top five all time uh, Tampa Bay team. I think they had they were top five in wins for a season all time, one of the best Tampa Bay teams, and they they swept uh, that Tampa team in the first round. So that was uh, the pinnacle of Columbus's success, and then after that. Uh, they beat Toronto in that play-in uh, last season, and then they just fall. They've just fallen off this year. Dubois got traded. Line A came in, didn't really work out in the team. They've got uh, injuries. Wierenski, Corpusalo. I mean, yeah, it was just an awful season for this Columbus team. Yeah, I guess it's disappointing um, when you had such an amazing um, playoff series the season before and the season before that. And then now it's like, you're kind of like falling short. So I guess hopefully they can kind of um, recuperate themselves next season. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, This is a team that um, I think given the right circumstances and I guess whether they they need to replace coaches or managers or whatever they need to do to sort of get back to where they were, they'll definitely do that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams that were affected by like the last uh, couple of years. So I guess now it's just figuring out how to adjust. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the next game, um, the Minnesota wild were able to clutch their game out against the Anaheim ducks by one goal. I think Minnesota had four Anaheim had three. So a really good effort by the Anaheim ducks. Um, Max Comtois had, goal for Anaheim in the first period. Victor Rask and Nico Sturm with a goal each for Minnesota. And Adam Heinrich with a goal for Anaheim in the second period. And in the third period, Joel Erickson for Minnesota and Derek Grant for Anaheim. And in overtime, Kirill Kaprizov for Minnesota. And what do you think about these two teams? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota was the better team and yeah, for Kaprizov to score 17 seconds into overtime. Like this guy, he was right off the face off. He must have just gone. I didn't get a chance to watch this overtime goal because we were recording. But yeah, he must have just rushed down the ice and just quickly put it in. I mean, 17 seconds, that's not a lot of time. So he right off the face off, uh, Minnesota must have got their possession and just went in and scored the goal. So Good on Kaprizov. 27 goals in your rookie year in a shortened season is nothing to laugh at. I mean, he's top 10 in goal scoring this year in the NHL. I guess, uh, what do you think about, uh, I guess, Kaprizov's um, ceiling? Oh, he's going to be a star player for sure. He's the best player Minnesota has at the moment. He's going to win rookie of the year this year. Um, Yeah, 
the sky's the limit for this player. Yeah, I guess the future of the NHL is looking really bright. Um, Edmonton, they have Connor McDavid. Minnesota, they have Kaprizov. There's a lot of uh, really good young talent in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at other teams, Toronto with Marner and Matthews. Uh, you know, definitely just looking at some of these other teams, Montreal, Suzuki and Caulfield. Um, Ottawa with their young stars. Detroit's building something really good. Um, and I mean, yeah, you got all these teams with this good young talent. Looking at Colorado, it's so solid. You know, it's going to be a, a bright future for the league, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I guess um, there are still some games going on, so we won't really be covering those. But I guess just to look at the score so far, San Jose is leading Arizona by one goal. Colorado and the LA Kings are tied one goal each. And uh, Vegas and St. Louis are also tied one goal each um, in the second period with, I think, St. Louis having a power play. But I guess we'll move on to uh, the next thing, which is our playoff pickups. So I guess um, uh, you I guess we'll start with you. You talk about your team and then we'll talk about my team after. For sure. Um, Yeah, my first team I have, I know there's not a lot of fantasy uh, games left, but I guess just for people looking for some pickups, you can look at the Dallas Stars. I mean, they got two games left against the Chicago Blackhawks. Those are both winnable games. Chicago's a team below them in the standings. They haven't been playing well. They've pretty much, they've won like two out of their last eight games. They they just haven't really been playing good hockey. So definitely jump on um, some Dallas players. Uh, One that came to mind um, was Jamie Alexiak. I believe he did score in this game against Tampa Bay that we just talked about. So definitely uh, he's a guy that you can definitely go and look at. Um, Let me just pull up his stats here. Um, Alexiak, he's been so solid uh, in fantasy. I mean, this guy... Some games he'll have like six or seven hits. So if you need hits, you can add him up. He gets shots on goal in his last game. He had three shots. He's mostly been getting around two or three shots most games. So he's been good. His plus minus has been up and down. Um, so, I mean, uh, over the season, um, he's not too bad. He's only minus three. So um, nothing too shabby there. And then he had a goal in this past game. So definitely he's getting the ice time. He's getting around 20 minutes every game. Um, he's only around 15% roster in Yahoo League. So if you need defense, uh, especially if you need hits or shots, jump on this guy. And then, yeah, I'll get it to you for your first team. For sure. So I guess my first team would be the New York Islanders. Um, the Islanders have decent schedule strength um, this week. They're facing the New Jersey Devils twice, and they're facing Boston. So uh, New York is a pretty strong team right now. They should be competitive with New Jersey for sure. And even for Boston, they should be able to keep pace uh, with Boston. And I guess a player that you can uh, kind of look at on the waiver for New York would be Anthony Beauvillier. Um, He's had a really great season for the New York Islanders. He's had 15 goals, 11 assists, 108 shots. He's plus 13 for the season right now. So he can deliver in pretty much every category. Maybe not hits, but he is a forward. And in terms of ice time, he gets a lot of um, ice time. He's only 28% rostered plus 20% for the last day. So if you're in a deep league, uh, definitely take a look at him. And if you're in a shallow league, you might even be able to take a chance on him as well. And I guess back to you for your next 
Yeah, for my next one, I have the Edmonton Oilers. They have games against the Vancouver Canucks, two of them, and against the Montreal Canadiens. So definitely two teams below them in the standings. So they're definitely, uh, they have good value. They're definitely pushing for a higher seed. So they'll definitely be playing meaningful games. So a player that you can add is right winger Jesse Pugliarvi. Um, he's only around 20% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He plays right wing and he's slotted on the right side of both Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. So he's getting that top end exposure. He'll be definitely getting a setup. So I know that he had a goal in his last game. Um, and then in two games ago, he was uh, a goal and an assist and plus three. He's getting two to three shots every game. He throws hits too. He's been averaging over a hit per game. So this guy is pretty much shipping in every category. Um, he's playing pretty much on the top line, probably on the top power play as well. So definitely jump on this guy when you can. Um, and if you need, I, I guess just guys with lots of games. So he's got four games left. That's plenty of of um, games that you can slot him in if you need him for your fantasy playoffs. So definitely check him out. For sure. And I guess my next team uh, would be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they do have a shorter schedule, but their player availability is pretty decent. Um, Tampa Bay is actually facing Florida twice, but um, Tampa is a really strong team. They should be very competitive uh, with Florida. And I guess a player that you can look at on Tampa Tampa Bay would be someone like Eric Chernock. Uh, he's a defenseman who is 29% rostered right now, but he has five goals, 13 assists, 82 shots, and he's plus 14. And he gets a, a lot of hits. Um, he gets at least a couple hits every game. So if you're in need of hits, you should definitely take a look at him. And he's on Tampa Bay, which has been having a great season. So his plus minus has been consistently high. So if you're in need of plus minus, um, you can definitely take a look at him for that. And if you're in need of assist, you can definitely take a look at um, Eric Chernick. Especially if you're in a deep league, if you're in a shallow league, you might actually be able to take a chance on him as well and back to you. Yeah, for sure. And my last team uh, on my playoff pickup list would be the Minnesota Wild. Um, they have the Anaheim Ducks for one game and the St. Louis Blues for two games. Both of those teams are underneath them in the standing. So those games are winnable. And I mean, at the pace, Minnesota has been playing at they're pretty much averaging three or more goals per game for their team so there's definitely a lot of value you can find there a uh, one player i have is defenseman jared spurgeon he is their captain he's owned under 50 percent in yahoo leagues but he's been added almost 15 percent in the last week so people are jumping on this guy his stats have been so good in his past four games he has four assists he's a plus five he has a power play point and he's got 10 shots and he's got five hits. This guy's hot right now. You got to hit the iron while it's hot. So definitely uh, swoop in and grab this guy. And definitely if you see other Minnesota players on the uh, waiver wire, whether it's a guy like Marcus Foligno, if you see a Kevin Fiala, I know he's higher on now, a Joel Eriksson, any of these players, Matt Zuccarello, any of those guys, definitely go and take a look at these guys. Even Jonas Brodeen on defense, if Spurgeon is owned in your league and you're in a deeper league, uh, Brodeen's definitely someone you can look at, and I'll get to you for your last team. Sure. And uh, my last team is the Boston Bruins. Uh, their schedule this week is tough, but they have okay player availability, and Boston's a team that you never really want to sleep on. Um, they had a rougher season at the beginning, but now they're on fire. 
I think their schedule is the Rangers, the Islanders, and Washington. But Boston's a really strong team. They should be able to keep pace with um, any of those teams. And I guess a player that you can take a look at um, if you're in a shallow league would be someone like Craig Smith. Um, he's about 45% rostered right now. Um, he has 13 goals, 19 assists, 124 shots, and he's plus 22 for the season. Um, very high uh, plus, I guess, plus minus because Boston is a really strong team. He's ranked 75 right now, so a uh, very strong player. Um, he gets, I guess, uh, stats in pretty much every category, hits, shots, Occasionally, power play points, uh, plus, minus, assists, and goals. Gets plenty of um, ice time. Uh, basically, he can give you a stat boost um, in pretty much any category if you add him on your team. So if you're in a shallow league and you need a right winger, uh, definitely take a look at him. And that's it for uh, playoff pickups. So I guess now we'll go on to some general news around the league so i guess we can talk a little bit about um the the rangers and the washington capitals uh, i guess tom wilson decided to bring back the old school nhl a little bit but <laughs> i guess this time he kind of took it a bit too far and some fines were handed out yeah, I mean, uh, he was handed a fine for the way that he sort of headlocked uh, Pavel Buzhnevich at the side of the net. And then he wasn't suspended for what he did to Artemi Panarin by pushing his face into the ice. Uh, he de Panarin definitely sustained an injury after that. He will miss the remaining of the season, the, the remaining portion of the season, I think it's like three or four games. So that's definitely not something that should go unpunished. Tom Wilson, he's a repeat offender as well. So um, yeah, um, since the NHL didn't uh, really suspend him for anything, the next game between those two teams was pretty, it was like a war zone at that point. The, the moment the puck dropped, there were like three fights. I think there were like six to eight fights total in the first period. And then over the game, there was probably a couple more so. Yeah, it was just craziness. Uh, uh, I think it was a, over 100 total penalty minutes in the first period, 130-something total in the game. It's definitely players, they were just fighting among each other. And yeah, it, that was a, a crazy situation. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, as good as Tom Wilson is, and I guess people do like to um, watch these kind of things, but at the same time, it's kind of... It's like not good for um, player safety. And I know a lot of players, um, they kind of look to fighting as kind of like a last resort to kind of keep order and safety on the ice. But at the same time, it's not something, it's not like fighting in hockey is not supposed to be like something that you go to do intentionally. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I think the player's idea was the league wouldn't do anything about it so they want to sort of take it into their own hands kind of thing and i mean um i know the the rangers um owner um, wanted them to tweet out about the displeasure towards joe george perils and the department of player safety obviously the nhl came out and said we're going to fine you um for everything um so tom wilson only got a 5k fine they got a 250k fine so 50 times the amount 
just for speaking against the player safety. So I know the NHL is serious about that. And then, yeah, just moving into the next part of the news, um, coming off this whole thing, the Rangers fired their president, John Davidson, and GM Jeff Gordon, and former captain Chris Drury replaces uh, them as the GM of this team. Uh, president and GM, uh, Drury has both titles now. And um, I know the owner is saying it was because of poor performance on the ice, but I have a feeling that those two didn't support his tweet. So I think he just fired them. That's kind of um, crazy to think about that. I guess, I guess a fight with Tom Wilson ended up escalating into all of this. Well, I mean, like, the timing is just really weird for it to just be a performance-based thing because they missed the playoffs a few nights before that. So wouldn't you have fired them then? Why would you wait until this whole situation? I feel like that they didn't support going out, going on with that tweet, but uh, I know the owner just really wanted to push it. And uh, I mean, yeah, the team got fined, obviously, and then those two are out of a job now. Yeah, kind of um, unfortunate situation. And I guess... For now, it looks like Tom Wilson kind of got away with what he did. Yeah, I mean, um, but I mean, it's not going to happen for much longer. I mean, he has a history, so definitely the NHL is going to get tired of just handing out fines and then they'll just go ahead and suspend him. Yeah, I think there's like a, a line that gets drawn eventually. Yeah, uh, I think so. And I mean, um, some people felt that what he did wasn't a fine. I mean, I, in my opinion, just uh, suspend the guy um, just to sort of appease the rest of the NHL and sort of set a standard going forward. But, I mean, the NHL clearly knows a lot better than any of us do. So um, I, I'm not saying I agree with the decision, but they made the best decision in their interest. Yeah, I guess part of it, like it just kind of part of it kind of comes down to officiating as well. But um, I guess the NHL has been around for a long time and there, there've been, I guess, worse situations. So hopefully they'll be able to kind of figure something out. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we can move on to kind of, uh, I guess, a look at some of Saturday's games and we can kind of start off with the New York Rangers versus the Boston Bruins and, uh, who do you think can take this game? Well, I mean, I clearly like Boston's chances. They've been playing so well. I mean, um, in terms of the East division, they're pretty much trying to win the division at this point. They're only well, like, what, uh, four points behind Pittsburgh, and they got like two games in hand. So Boston's really pushing for this game. The Rangers have pretty much lost all the steam at this point. They've lost five games in a row. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough battle between both Boston, Pittsburgh, and Washington for that first seed. Uh, so definitely, yeah, um, Boston should easily take this game in my mind. Uh, I believe Boston is at home as well, if I'm not mistaken. So that's definitely an advantage for them. For sure. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have the Buffalo Sabres versus Pittsburgh. Um, I guess we can kind of expect Pittsburgh to win this game again. Yeah, I mean, it's the similar thing. They're trying to win the division um, yeah, these teams, are, they're going to be pushing on their, uh, especially this is Pittsburgh's final game of the season. They're going to be pushing for the win just to sort of stay ahead uh, of the pack. So, yeah, I like Pittsburgh here as well at home. Yeah, kind of unfortunate for Buffalo to be on the receiving end of the full strength of Pittsburgh, but hopefully they uh, will be able to put up more of a fight this time. 
Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the next game, uh, we have Ottawa Senators versus the Winnipeg Jets. Senators actually did beat the Jets last time, but do you think the Jets can come back this time? I definitely think the Jets can come back this time. They have been playing better since their last game. They, it was a 4 nothing shutout of the Calgary Flames. The Jets are really looking to turn things around before the playoffs. It's pretty much must win for them, sort of swing the momentum. So I definitely think they can beat Ottawa. For sure. And uh, moving on to New Jersey versus the Islanders, uh, do you think uh, New Jersey can get another repeat upset? It's going to be tough. I think the Islanders are sort of going to smarten up in this game and get the win. I mean, it is possible for New Jersey to win. I'm not going to rule things out, but I definitely like the Islanders' chances here. For sure. And uh, moving on to Philadelphia versus the Capitals. Uh, do you think Philadelphia can get another win against Washington? Uh, it's going to be tough. I definitely think Washington can bounce back here. I mean, they're at home. Um, yeah, it's sort of one of these like good bounce back spots that I like for Washington here. For sure. And I guess moving on to Tampa Bay versus Florida, um, the Panthers did beat the Lightning, but do you think Tampa Bay can take this game? This game can go either way. I mean, one thing that does favor Florida is that Tampa Bay did play the night before and Florida's at home. This game's pretty much a toss-up in my mind. Um, I mean, Andre Vasilevsky's probably going to be in there for Tampa Bay, which does favor them. But, I mean, Florida as a whole has just been playing really well. Um, yeah, it, this one, it's probably going to be the first-round playoff series anyways, the Battle of Florida. So um, this is pretty much going to be a preview. For sure. This is, I guess it's instead of being like a seven game series, it's basically like a nine game series because they have a thing back to back games. Yeah, they do. And yeah, it's sort of going to be, I think they're both in Florida, if I'm not wrong. So uh, definitely going to be a way for Florida to sort of um, start off on the right foot, essentially. For sure. And I guess moving on to Detroit versus the Blue Jackets. Um, I guess Detroit's been uh, playing really well. So do you think they can continue um, their performance? I actually think they can, but I don't know. I feel like Columbus could bounce back here and get the win. Um, definitely have to see, I guess, the goaltending matchup. Definitely have to see other factors in this game. But yeah, I kind of like Columbus to bounce back in this game. I know uh, we sort of rode the hot hand with Detroit, but I'm not sure whether they can sustain it over a back-to-back. For sure. And moving on to Montreal versus the Maple Leafs. Um, do you think uh, the Maple Leafs can uh, continue their winning record against the Canadians? Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why they can't. They've been in Montreal, I believe, six times this year or something like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think they should win for sure. All right. And moving on to Carolina versus uh, Nashville. Do you think that Nashville has a chance against Carolina? Do they, do they have a chance? Yes. It'll depend on how many players Carolina is resting in this game because they have clinched first place in the, in the central division. So there is a chance that they rest players. Nashville, this is pretty much a desperation game for them to lock up a playoff spot. Um, if Carolina is at full strength, it's going to be tough. I might like Carolina, but if there's any players missing out of the lineup, I think I'll side with Nashville on this one. For sure. And moving on to Anaheim versus Minnesota, 
Um, Anaheim had a really good performance. I think that's this is what their last game was one of their best games, even though they didn't win. So, uh, do you think they'll be able to um, scare Minnesota again? I think Minnesota pretty much runs away with the next game. I think they got Minnesota got a scare in tonight's game. So, um, the the Saturday matchup should be a more decisive win. I might be wrong, but obviously that's kind of what I see for that game. For sure. And I guess moving on to uh, St. Louis versus Vegas. Uh, do you think uh, St. Louis can get another win against Vegas? I know the game was tied when we last checked. So I think pretty much you just got to look at, um, you know, who's sort of um, wins the game and then maybe pick the other side. But I believe Marc-Andre Fleury is starting in net for Vegas and he's just been so solid. I don't see them losing at home when he's in net. Yeah, I guess you can say the flurry machine is cold as ice. Well, I mean, he's one of the hottest goalies, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess moving on to the Colorado Avalanche against the Los Angeles Kings. Um, the Avalanche buried the Kings last time, so are we going to see another burial? I mean, if Nathan McKinnon's back, it's going to be a burial. If he's not back, probably take a look at the result of Friday's game and then just sort of play off that. There might be a bounce back spot for the other team. So that's definitely something you can play off of. Um, yeah, if McKinnon's in the lineup, though, I think you can hammer Colorado and be confident about it. For sure. And moving on to Vancouver versus Edmonton. The Canucks are basically fighting for their playoff lives at this point. But do you think that they'll be able to survive? Um, I know Vancouver really had a good game last game, but I think that Edmonton just comes in and rolls them in this game. I feel like the Oilers didn't like that last loss, so it should be a bounce back spot for the Oilers. For sure. And moving on to Arizona versus San Jose. Arizona also, I guess, trying to fight for a playoff spot. Uh, don't really, not sure if they actually have a chance to make it, but do you think they'll be able to beat San Jose? Um, yeah, just check Friday's result and probably play the other end, like sort of a, a bounce back, like I said. Um, both of these teams are pretty much even. I think even on the lines, so they're both minus 110 uh, as I'm taking a look at it right now. So, yeah, they, they were both even uh, on Friday as well. So, um, yeah, they see these two teams as virtually – um, well, they're both eliminated from playoff contention. Obviously, St. Louis did clinch that fourth spot in the West. So they're pretty much just playing for their pride at this point. And they're both um, similar level teams with similar point totals. So, yeah, it could go either way. For sure. Um, I guess we uh, didn't go over the standings so far. So I guess we can kind of um, do that now. I guess we'll start with the West this time. So what are your thoughts on the West? Um, yeah, um, St. Louis should be locking up that final playoff spot, um, assuming they get at least one point in their game against uh, Vegas. So, um, yeah, it looks like the four teams are going to be the Vegas Golden Knights, um, the Colorado Avalanche, the Minnesota Wild, and the St. Louis Blues. The order they finish isn't defined yet, but, yeah, those are your four playoff teams from the West. For sure. And uh, what do you think about the Central Division? Um. Yeah, Carolina's locked up the division lead. Tampa Bay and Florida, they're going to be second and third seed. And then the fourth seed will be decided on the weekend, whether it's Nashville or whether it's Dallas. I know Nashville is two points ahead, so they have sort of the inside track on getting into the playoffs. But 
it'll be interesting to see what happens between these two teams. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the East, what are your thoughts? Yeah, all four teams have clinched playoffs, like we mentioned, Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, and the New York Islanders. Uh, so definitely, um, I, th- I, th- I believe the Islanders are going to be the fourth seed, um, but the one to three seed could be in any order between uh, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Boston, as they're all four points apart from each other. And um, yeah, it, it just depends on the results of this coming weekend. Um, we'll just sort of determine the order that these teams finish. For sure. And uh, what are your thoughts on the North? Yeah, Toronto, Edmonton, and Winnipeg have clinched their playoff spots. Uh, Montreal, I believe, needs two points. So, like, if they need a win to clinch their playoff spot, I believe Toronto also needs a win to clinch the division lead. So that game between Montreal and Toronto will be important for both teams on Saturday. For sure. And I guess we can move on to our pool. And how is everyone doing over there? Yeah, it seems like it's going to be the last week of the hockey pool. Um, I am still ahead by three points. It's so close, right down to the wire. Um, Either myself or our injury expert, Victoria, could win this. Um, Yeah, it's pretty much coming down to the wire at this point. Um, One extra goal somewhere, one extra assist somewhere could make the difference. I'm just hoping my team will uh, stay ahead and that you guys will actually be able to call me the hockey expert for a valid reason. <laughs> I mean, your your picks have been pretty spot on, so there's that too. Yeah, definitely make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast to get our picks for both NBA and NHL games, um, whether you wager uh, spreads or, or lines, whatever you do, get our picks. Um, We've been uh, really helping people out um, to, to get wins there. So definitely uh, go check, go follow us, go check us out um, for sure at fan fan podcast. For sure. And uh, if you uh, like to watch us on YouTube, you could definitely hit the subscribe button and hit the bell. So you can get notifications of our podcast every week. Um, if you're kind of the person that kind of likes to listen a little bit more, you can follow us on Spotify. You can follow us on, uh, I guess, Apple Music. You can follow us on Google Podcasts. Um, you can follow us on Insta- Instagram as well. I think it's at FanFanPodcast, same thing. Um, and tune in next time for, I guess, some more previews and I guess more recaps. And we'll probably be doing... I guess playoff bracket, I think. Yeah, we'll probably definitely jump into a playoff bracket. Um, We might touch on players uh, for fantasy playoff pools. I think we we might touch on that, but definitely a playoff preview will be there for sure. Um, I'm not sure whether we'll be doing recaps. I'll definitely have to check over the schedule, but we should have a playoff preview of some sort. We should have um, sort of playoff pool pickups, sort of like what kind of team you want to build for a playoff pool, that type of thing. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just touch on everything going on for the playoffs in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I guess, uh, tune in next week for some more everything NHL content.